You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. Stephen D. Sullivan and St. Euphoria present... Atomic Tales! Stories of science, mystery, and excitement. This episode features the latest installment in our fantastic original series, Strange Invaders. Tonight, our intrepid agents investigate strange lights and mysterious cattle deaths in Devil in the Lake. Join us now as we present another in our continuing series of Atomic Tales. Agent Raymond, what are you doing here? Tammy Rubens asked. Who's this with you? I never expected to meet this reporter again, and certainly not on the aspen-covered shores of a placid lake in southwest Utah. She was dressed in jeans and a plaid shirt, and had her auburn hair tucked up under a St. Louis Cardinal's ball cap. I might ask you the same, Miss Rubens, I replied. Devil's Foot, Utah is a long way from your newspaper in Denver. Agent Six stepped forward and extended his hand. I'm Agent Richard, by the way. Call me Rick. You'll have to excuse my buddy Ray. He's not big on social niceties. Ray, eh? The reporter jotted something in her notebook. Pleased to meet you, Rick. You can call me Tammy, and so can your all-business friend. I fought down a blush. Roughhouse Rick Donlevy sure could turn on the charm when he wanted to, especially if it meant needling a fellow U.S. Science Bureau agent. I'm surprised you didn't fly home from Vegas, Tammy, I said, suspicious. I cut my vacation short due to budget, she replied. Vegas? I'm lucky I didn't lose my car. So I'm digging up stories on my way home to put the drive back on my expense account. Are you two here because of that flying saucer? Agent Six and I exchanged a poker-faced glance. Nope, I replied. We're looking into local livestock problems, Six added. Like whether some dead cattle were related to UFOs or any of the other strange issues the Bureau had been tackling in the western U.S. We'll be taking water tests, talking to ranchers, the usual, I elaborated. Tammy rolled her brown eyes. My scoop sounds much more exciting. Locals say a flying saucer dived into the lake late Sunday night. Full moon and locals drinking, Rick suggested. She shrugged. Maybe, but did you know this place is called Devil's Foot Lake because it resembles a huge cloven hoof print? I did not, I admitted. The hilly shoreline did approximate a horseshoe-like shape. And, the reporter continued, The original natives thought a sea serpent lived in the lake. They wouldn't swim there. Monsters, saucers, great story, eh? Did you see any flying saucers? Six asked. She frowned. Nope. Camped out last night, but just a sky full of stars. She handed us each a business card. Well, boys, call me if you find any monsters. Bye. Six said as Tammy strolled toward her blue Chevy in the unpaved lakeside parking lot nearby. As she got out of earshot, Rick added, Some view. We're here looking for what killed three cattle since Sunday, I reminded him. Not to ogle pretty girls. <laughs> Unless they're queen bees, he joked. With that ape thing Agent 4 and I encountered and the giant snake that just put eight on the injured list, plus the mansect, the Terragons think we've got more to worry about than just giant bugs, I noted. Come on, Rick, 
The cattle were found near the southwest spur of the lake. Good thing we brought our hiking boots. Six and I tromped west through the weeds and bracken along the shore of Devil's Foot Lake, looking for anything unusual. I grabbed a few samples of lake water for the tarragons as we went. We spotted a handful of cattle grazing along the way. If not for three steers sucked dry, Devil's Foot Lake would have been an idyllic place. Maybe even a vacation spot if the new interstate highways ever get this far. Aside from the little town on the eastern heel of the lake and a few nearby ranches, civilization had made few inroads here. As we walked, Six and I passed the ruins of several old barns, homestead farming that just didn't work out. The air smelled of aspens and wild grassland. A man could grow to like this place. Agent Six observed, taking a deep breath as we paused beside the tumble-down remains of an abandoned cabin. The ruins were little more than a picturesque jumble of weathered timbers filling a pit that had once been the home's basement. What do you think trampled this down, roughhouse? I asked, indicating nearby spots where the ubiquitous tall grass lay flat. Several of these tracks crossed each other before stretching into the distance, like three-yard-wide game trails. Grazing cattle? He suggested. Maybe, I agreed. Then I paused. Wait. Listen. We stood silent, tense. What the hell is that? Six muttered. I shook my head. It sounded like something lapping at a puddle of water combined with a low groaning sound. Cow? Six suggested. In distress, I said. Come on. We drew our automatics and dashed in the direction of the noise, hurrying through the scattered trees as the tall grass whipped at our waists. We broke through the brush near the lakeshore and splashed to a stop. On the swampy ground before us, right at the edge of the lake, lay a full-grown steer flopping like a fish out of water. What in? Six began. Should we try to help it up? I suggested. You ever done that before, Ray? First time for everything, I said, stepping toward the distressed animal. Just stay away from its horns. Six sighed. You're the boss. As we approached, the steer lurched toward us. We hopped back instinctively. Something's very wrong here, Ray. Six muttered, training his gun on the animal. The grass around it had been smashed flat, like the odd trails we'd noticed earlier. Just then, the steer's mouth popped open and a questing black tongue thrust out. Get back, I shouted. As I spoke, the animal burst open like a ragdoll coming apart at the seams. Cowhide and rotten-smelling guts flew everywhere, revealing a hideous, black, writhing thing. Mother of mercy! Six blurted. It's the size of a school bus! I fired a couple of shots into the huge, slug-like body and Six did the same, but our bullets had little effect, like sticking toothpicks into jello. We backed away as the monster surged from the shoreline, but Six tripped and landed on his backside. He screamed as the thing's blunt front end sliced through his shirt, almost latching onto his side. Sucker's got teeth! It's a leech, I think, I said as the rest of the abomination lumbered out of the brackish water that had concealed its bulk. Run! We ran, and the leech slunk after us, twenty yards of glistening black death. The creature couldn't undulate as fast as we could run, not in a sprint anyway, but it seemed to have no intention of giving up the hunt. You okay? I asked as we fled. He checked his side, and his hand came away red with blood. Not really. Just don't pass out, okay? I'll try not to. He replied, glancing at our slug-like pursuer. Clearly leaving the waterside didn't concern it. Is that what got those cattle? It better be, or we're in even bigger trouble than I think. The significance of the strange trails became clear now. The leech flattened them while foraging inland. What now? Six asked, looking pale and desperate. Head for that last ruined cabin, I called. I have a plan. Fortunately, the wreckage wasn't far. 
When we got there, Six was panting and clutching his side. The monster continued to follow, relentlessly trampling the dry grass as it came. We didn't have much time. Give me your shirt, I commanded. Then get to the other side of the ruins and find the longest, pointiest timbers you can. Six quickly stripped off his bloody shirt and retreated as ordered. The cabin had collapsed in the middle, making it look like a pile of enormous pickup sticks, about ten yards across. I tottered my way through the wreck, trying not to fall in, smearing gore from Rick's shirt to mark my path as I went. I dropped the blood-stained garment in the middle of a heap and, after a few precarious missteps, I reached the far side just as the leech followed the bloody trail to the ruins. When I rejoined Six, he handed me a weathered fence rail as thick as my arm, keeping a similar piece of lumber for himself. What now? He asked as the monster lumbered into a pile of jagged, broken timbers. A smarter creature would never have gone in, but its bloodlust drove the leech forward. Now we stab the devil out of it, pin it in the ruins, and then set the sucker afire. We'll hit it from both sides. Check. And don't let it get to you. Oh, that last is my first priority. Six said grimly. Let's do this. With ear-splitting savage yells, we charged. The nearly mindless creature had stopped in the center of the ruins, trying to consume Rick's blood-stained shirt. Six stabbed the leech just behind what passed for its head, pinning the end amid the wreckage. I did the same with its rear. The worm-like monster wailed a terrible whistling, hissing sound and thrashed violently as we fetched more pointed timbers and kept stabbing. Soon we had its entire length pinned out like a dissection specimen. Writhe as it might, the leech couldn't get away. We piled dry grass for tinder around the desiccated wooden heap and set the whole damn thing ablaze. The leech smelled like burning liver. Hold the onions. Best damn bonfire I ever built. Six remarked, still looking pale and sweaty. I nodded, out of breath from our efforts. You earned your nickname today, Roughhouse. But Ray... He mused, worried. What if there are more of those things? Well, in that case, old chum... I think it's time to call in the Marines. This has been an original story of Strange Invaders, part of our ongoing series of Atomic Tales. Eric, a rich white mama's boy. I'm a man. I'm like a superhero. Boom, boom, fire power. Wakes up in a burning town. Mark. Gets it, hold it, hold it, hold it, go! To fulfill his quest for steak. Uh, bruh, mind blown in real life. Interesting seeing all of you. Right, Sally, right! I'm Where's Eric? What did she do with Eric? Order! Order, I will have order in this court. We cannot be civil in this matter. I will remove all but the counsel and jury. The Resonance. Now appearing on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network. Brought to you by St. Euphoria Productions. Tonight's episode, Devil in the Lake, was written by Stephen DeSullivan. It was produced, edited, and read by Christopher R. Mim, who also played Agent 1, Ray Tyler, and featured Christopher Young as Agent 6, Roughhouse Rick Donlevy, and Danielle Gelliter, a.k.a. horror host Penny Dreadful, as reporter Tammy Rubens. Be sure to tune in next month for more Atomic Tales. Please support the films of Christopher R. Mim at SaintEuphoria.com and the work of Stephen D. Sullivan via his Patreon at PaySteve.com. Join the conversation at the Monster Conservancy at SaveMonsters.com. All elements of this episode are copyright 2022 by their creators and may not be reproduced or reused without permission. Atomic Tales and Strange Invaders are trademarks of Stephen D. Sullivan, all rights reserved. 
This is the Saint Euphoria Audiocast Network.